Hey, mamas and friends. Welcome to the Emotionally Distant Wife Podcast. I am so excited that you decided to join me for today's episode. If you are ready to go from being emotionally distant, closed off, and not showing affection, to being whole, embracing intimacy, and becoming confident in who you are and expressing that, then this podcast is for you. Episode 2. Title, I Know Why You Did It. Before we begin this episode, I would like to give two disclaimers for the entirety of this podcast. So disclaimer number one, uh, because some of you actually know me (laughs) and you are related to me or close friends. So I just want to make sure that I make this very clear, which it should be, but you know, just got to say it, that this is not meant to be a bashing session or to talk bad or slander any of my family members. I will be retelling some stories and sharing um, facts of things that happen, but it's not my desire to make anyone look bad. And in order to explain things, you know, to give context, I'm going to tell stories. But this is meant to be about me and how I've dealt with the hurt and pain and how I'm healing and growing and growing from it. So if anyone who knows me and knows my family members and they listen to this podcast, you're hearing it from my mouth that this is not meant to be um, that kind of podcast. And everyone has the opportunity to grow and become better. Um, I hope that when I get older, my kids don't hold everything that I've ever done against them, you know? So we all make mistakes and God has forgiven us and if you believe uh, as a Christian, then as he's forgiven us, we should be forgiving others as well. So I've already extended forgiveness and all of that to everyone. Um, so yeah, that's that. And I would like to say for my second disclaimer, I am in no way acting or even trying to pretend like I am a professional and giving counsel, Okay. That is not what this is. I just want to share my experience, the things that I've learned and offer you a space. Like when I do the lives and we talk and like I might give you advice or something like that. It's just giving you a space to be able to talk and hopefully get the ball rolling and just have like, you know, that moral support. But if you know you need something deeper than that, I mean, by all means, please look for a licensed professional. Um, I have your fault insurance and it's 100% guaranteed. So please know that I am super excited if you take any of the advice and it's helpful to you, but it is all just me sharing and just giving you space to finally open up and to be heard. But If you, you know, if you know you need more than that, please, please um, look for support. And I just want to say, if you do need that support, it's totally okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I've gotten that. So, I mean, yeah, just want to say that. Don't feel bad or anything like that. It's absolutely fine to get the support and help that you need so that you can grow and get better, right? Okay. Now, let's get into the episode, okay? (laughs) Here we go. Episode two. I know why you did it. 
I'm going to share what my emotional state was like in the past by letting you in on a conversation my past or broken self had with my present self or the he, my healed self or healing, you know, because we're always healing. Okay, so past self, present self. They were having a conversation and I'm going to uh, let you hear what I've had to tell myself and sometimes still go over and talk myself through this when I need it. All right, here we go. This is my past self speaking. The beginning of our tumultuous relationship, which you already know because you're present me. Initially, I gave him endless chances because I was young and I did not know any better. I thought each time I gave him a chance that it would be different, but it wasn't. It seemed to get worse. So a cycle began where I would be upset with him, then forgive him, then be upset with him, then forgive him. In my innocence, I acted like nothing had ever happened. Every time I got hurt, I would be devastated. That I was going to go through this again with him. How could he keep hurting me? Didn't he realize this was painful? I got older and I no longer looked at him bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I realized this was going to be an ongoing cycle and I wisened up. We had moments, don't get me wrong, but I always knew it wouldn't last. The happiness we would feel in those moments were not expected to remain because there was no relationship, no consistency from him. I could not depend on him or expect a healthy relationship from him. It just, it wasn't happening. And then I got to the point of not looking at him. I'm talking about keeping my head down when I would walk into the house. I stayed in my room for hours with the door closed. I would not go to the bathroom to avoid possibly passing him um, in our small hallway. I stayed out of the kitchen and wouldn't eat. He would be sitting or laying in the living room. So in order to get to the kitchen, I would have to walk down the hallway, which was a straight shot to seeing him. Because it had happened a couple times, a, a couple times, a lot of times. It happened multiple times and I was just tired of it and I didn't want to see him. Um, I couldn't risk seeing him. I would be so anxious wondering how he would respond when we would lock eyes. I didn't want to make eye contact. So we didn't have to fake smile at each other because we would do that like, <laughs> hey, or do this awkward look real quick and then kind of look away from each other and not even say anything. Um, and then depending on the day, he would lash out verbally. My hatred grew to the level of considering serving jail time. Legit jail time. Um, because at night, I would walk by him. When I was going to the kitchen, I would have to pass him in the living room. And I would consider physically harming him. Uh, this hurt ran deep. The, the hatred and the hurt, it was, it was bad. I remember a few times um, I even tried to talk my mom into moving out of the house when I was in high school. 
I told her I would work and get a job and give her all of my money that I earned to help pay for bills if we moved out. Um, I would not ask for stuff or try to get stuff. I mean, I I would live super basic if she would just move us out of the house and away from him. She said no, it didn't happen. So I got to the point where I asked a friend if I could move move in with her. Um, I asked her if she could ask her parents and she asked them and um, I remember going home to go like get my stuff and I I wish I could remember I tried but my brain is probably like blocking the memory or whatever but I can't remember the reason why I ended up staying but I stayed um, but yeah so it, I, I was trying to get out. But I was counting down the days when I could leave. That was for sure. All right. So that's my past self talking. Now, my present self. Can I say something? Can I interrupt you? Do you mind? My past self says, okay, what? And my present self says, more than being pissed with dad, most of our life, I think what I really felt, what you really felt was hurt. And that's why I know why you did it. My past self is say, did what? And then my present self says, creating a wall, closing off your heart and your emotions so that you feel nothing. Your anger and your hatred for dad caused you to shut everyone out before they even had a chance to get to know you. Many times under anger is fear, hurt, feeling scared, vulnerable, feeling unprotected. And if those emotions continue to happen, eventually, A person can go into a state of living called survival mode. Your heart was bleeding so bad that you had to cut off your emotions. Underneath your anger was hurt, pain, heartache, disappointment. You felt crushed emotionally. You were cut so deep. You weren't sure if you could make it. I get it. In order to stay sane, in order to have some level of emotional stability and not lose your mind, you had to shut down. So that's why I'm telling you, I know why you did it. And I also want to say to you, you are brave. You are courageous, strong, and resilient to go through all of that and to get where you are today. To go through all of that and wake up every day and still complete goals, complete tasks, do your schoolwork, come home and clean up the house and help take care of your little brother and do all the extracurricular activities to still make good grades. I mean, to not give up on life. As your present self, I am so proud 
of you for that. You hid so much and you didn't open up. Even now, I mean, you carry a heavy emotional burden and no one knows the depth of that hurt. You never got to hear the validation of Brittany. You made it through hell and back and you're still here and you've accomplished some great things. This is worth acknowledging. So I want to acknowledge that. I want to acknowledge your resilience. I see you. I am proud of you. You have done darn good for yourself thus far. But Brittany, I have, I have to ask you something. I have to ask you to be honest. What you did to survive in that season of your life is not the way you should live or operate now. You did it. Notice I said to survive. But now to live and to operate, it can't be the same. It can't stay the same. I can remember being in high school as you, as my past self, walking around um, or being in class and I would just be pissed. I, I just anger just just sat on my face. I can remember constantly thinking because like I, I would be mad and my eyebrows would be down so far they would be in my um, line of sight and I could see them. And I would just be like, why are my eyebrows turned down? I can see them a little bit. Fix your eyebrows. Like I would tell myself, fix your eyebrows, relax your mouth, like un unfurl your brows. I would just be walking around mad on edge um, and anxious at times. So I have to ask you to think about this. Are you still living in survival mode, even though you are no longer in the stress-inducing environment that caused you to shut down. And then my past self yells, I didn't choose to be this way. I didn't hurt me. He did. He's the one who is wrong. My present self says, you are absolutely correct. You're right. But who is currently suffering right now? You. I know you didn't do this and it seems unfair. But if you don't deal with the pain you are walking around carrying, your life is the one that is messed up, not his. You are the one walking around pissed anxious, not trusting people, fearful. Do you like how you are living? Do you feel like your quality of life is at its best? If not, then that means something has to change, even if he won't. If he never acknowledges what he did, how he made you feel, how he caused you to become who you are. If he never 
fixes it or changes it, are you not going to change? Something has to change and that something is actually a someone and it's you. I am not saying that this is going to be easy, but how you are currently living isn't any easier. It's just familiar. You are used to carrying around pain. Living stressed has become normal. It should not be normal. So I'm asking you, are you still living in survival mode even though you are no longer in the environment or the situation that caused you pain, brokenness, trauma, resentment, and anything else you may feel? If your answer is yes, then my next question is, do you want to stay there or do you want to do something about it? You have the right and the ability to heal. You can begin to do the work, but do you want to? Are you going to stay in what feels familiar? All right, that's the end of the conversation. Did that conversation hit you in the gut like it did me? (laughs) Ah, Even reading it back is just like, it's intense, it's intense. Um, Man, living in survival mode is a real thing. Um, And you can look it up yourself. I am going to read you a little excerpt from um, a Psychology Today article that was written in June of 2020. And the title of the article is called Why Survival Mode Isn't the Best Way to Live. Okay, so here's the quote. Put succinctly, survival mode involves adaptive physiological changes in our body that help us respond to the stressors that we are faced with. When we experience stress, a sequence of hormonal changes and physiological responses occur in our body that allow us to respond by preparing them to fight, flight, or freeze. Harvard Health Publishing 2018. When we are, quote, surviving, quote, too long, We can feel the effects it has on us. In fact, research shows that chronic stress and chronic exposure to stress hormones can even be harmful. Hormone Health Network 2018. At times, our body may overreact to stressors that we experience. What if our body is responding to a situation as if it is a bear? When in fact, it is a rabbit. A frequent stress response and overexposure to stress response hormones can take a toll on the body. Take a toll on our emotional health, impact our relationships, lead to a number of medical issues, and increase risk for anxiety and depression. Harvard 2018 Hormone Health Network 2018. 
as with all things, too much of this good thing or our body working to protect us and help us survive can actually become a bad thing. End quote for the article. I know that was a bit long, but if you haven't heard of this before, I wanted to make sure that I give you a proper definition um, so you can take a moment and really think through what it is with the, you know, a real definition. Um, so, yeah, that's that. And I'm, I, I'm going to see if I can link it in the show notes. If not, like I said, the article is from Psychology Today and it is titled why survival mode isn't the best way to live and it was written in june of 2020 okay let me ask you a question what have you done with all of your stress are you constantly on guard how do you think how do you feel how do you live out your day-to-day task do you have a short fuse Like if one person says the wrong thing, are you just like you ready to pop off? These things affect us. Our bodies don't magically get rid of all the stress we've accumulated. It can be underlying and, you know, manifesting in ways um, we're not necessarily aware of. But your trauma shapes how you see things and how you go throughout life. You can go through life processing everything from a broken place and not even realize it. Um, a great resource people have been sharing that I've been seeing a lot on um, Instagram is The Body Keeps the Score, Brain, Mind, and Body in, in the Healing of Trauma by, I believe it's pronounced Bessel van der Kolk, M.D., I haven't read it, so I can't speak uh, much about it, but I mean, the title (laughs) speaks to what I'm talking about today and I've been seeing it a lot. So I just wanted to direct you to a resource that's been getting a lot of um, good reviews from people. So that's just something you can check out if you're interested. Okay, so I know I've said a lot, so let's go ahead and land. (laughs) Let's wrap it up here. In conclusion, what are our takeaways from today's episode? Um... One, I shared how deeply impacted I was by emotional pain and hurt. I also shared how I had to ask myself some tough questions. I had to do it. Yes, my pain was valid. Yes, I I, I felt it. I didn't cause it, I, but, but it happened. But I had to decide, am I going to stay here or am I going to do the best that I can to move forward? Because right now I'm the one struggling. So I have to ask you, do you relate to past me? Are you currently voluntarily living in survival mode? Because of a previous time in your life when it was out of necessity. Back then it was necessity. But now you're just voluntarily living in it because it's familiar. It's what you know. 
but it's not serving you anymore. It is actually hurting you and hurting your relationships and hurting you achieving things because you're stuck in a broken place. If you've closed yourself off, I get it. I understand. You were not wrong for doing that. It helped you to cope and get you through life during a really tough time when you needed it. But now, but now, are you going to stay there or are you going to do something about it? I know I was trying to wrap this up. (laughs) So lastly, last point from our takeaway. If we are in survival mode, we have to understand that continuously living in that way is not going to yield a content, fulfilling, or peaceful quality of life. Your quality of life, your overall feeling and emotion of how your life is will not be well if you are continuously living in a state of survival mode. All right. After listening to today's episode, complete the soul work homework. If you want to go beyond just listening and you do agree that you want to do something about it and also be looking out for the Facebook live I'll be doing as a follow up to this episode. Um, You have to just check my social media to see when I'm going to um, when that. Sorry. Um, So, yeah. And we are going to go over a list during the Facebook Live that will help us to figure out if we're living in survival mode. There's a list of things we're going to go over. And then we're going to talk about what we can do to change that. Because again, we don't just want to identify something that's wrong, but we want to identify it for the sake of problem solving, of finding a solution, of getting better. We're going to intentionally do something to change our emotional state, our mind, the way we think. Um, I heard a quote one time and the person who said it, she learned it from somewhere. So I think it's one of those just like old quotes, but you can look it up. But I'm just saying it's not for me. Okay. Give credit to whoever said it. But the quote said, anything I do not know, I can learn. When I tell you it is the simplest quote in the world, but it is so powerful. And if you don't remind yourself of that, you can easily get stuck in how you feel. And you can adopt what you feel as a mindset. You can feel something. And if you feel it for too long, you'll begin to think that. And it's like you can't break out of it. Anything I do not know, I can learn. If I grew up a certain way, I don't know anything better. So I act this way. But now that I'm older and I'm cognizant of it and I realize this is not helping me, I can learn to do something different. You can learn to do something different. Is it going to be hard? Heck yeah. (laughs) Heck yes. And I also I saw a quote um, on Instagram. People have been passing around on like these therapy pages where it says, um, healing sometimes hurts more than, oh my gosh, I'm butchering it, but it basically it's saying like healing hurts more than just kind of like staying where you are. 
So just because you are working on healing doesn't mean it feels good. It might hurt for a while and hurt bad, but eventually you'll get to a better place. All right. Sorry. <laughs> Let me keep going. I'm trying to wrap this up. I can go on and on. But um, whew. we are not going to allow life to just happen to us. All right. That's that's just what I'm trying to say. It's okay to be hurt, but please know we have got to do the work to get to the life that we want. We can learn how to no longer live in survival mode. Say that out loud. I can learn. I can learn it. I can learn to live a life different from the way I once knew. I can learn a new normal. You can live a new normal. You can partner with God, yourself, possibly a counselor or a professional um, who has put out resources like a book or articles. You can partner with that. I mean, you can partner with multiple people and resources to help you think differently. To start an entirely new life if you need to or getting back to the life you once had before this trauma situation happened. And, you know, it might look different. It might not be back to exactly how it was, but you can get to a better place. That's all I'm trying to say. You can get to a better place. All right. Close my, my, my real clothes, my clothes, clothes of the clothes. <laughs> be looking out for the soul work and be checking for the Facebook live post that I'll be doing. Let's close with scripture because I think this scripture is perfect. John 14, 27. I'm going to read two translations because they both, they both hit. <laughs> They're good. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. The New Living Translation says, I am leaving you with a gift peace of mind and heart and the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give so don't be troubled or afraid oh you can't tell me that's not a great oh that's just it's a great close that's a great scripture that's it I can't wait to talk to you again my healed whole intimate and confident sister and friend in the making. Bye.